What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mini Crush. Uh, Noel sang bass. Chuck sang tenor. You can't but, follow that, can you? Well, no, because you did both parts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what comes in? Do you even know that I song don't, is what I'm asking? No. Is it, is it Daddy sang bass, Mama sang tenor? Yeah, Daddy sang bass, Mama I, sang tenor. I've never known anything outside of just those lines. What, is, there, is there a part that comes in? I think next? it's something about something and Grandma join right in. Ah, uh, Grandma. That's a, let's, let's, let's let grandma let's let grandma do something. <laughs> Give grandma a part. Oh, uh, grandma! I miss my grandma. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, geez, sorry. Man. I'm sorry, man. I made it real. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm excited about this episode, Noel. Cool. I've got uh, love in my heart for the Movie Crush community. They are a good community. Good bunch of folks. It's really good. Everyone's everyone does such a great job on social media for the most part. The the rare sort of snippy snarky thing. Um, but our social media page is different, everyone. We I want agree. it to be a kind, a kind safe zone uh, for everyone to just have a good time and talk movies. Well, and I'll, I'll say this, like I, I, we, I, you know, one of my other shows, Ridiculous History, we have a, a really nice active Facebook community. But mm-hmm. the thing that's different about yours or ours Our is you, you say something. On there, you you hop on there, sure. and then you have 120 really good responses that we can then use on the show yeah. very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's pretty cool. That kind of engagement and the fact that people like really want to play. So that's pretty it's great. great. And I also uh, it's it's very instructive too because there was one thread on the movie Crushers sub page that uh, someone was like, "Is it me or do I love the mini crushes more than the interview episodes?" And a lot of people do. A lot of people. Love them all. A lot mm-hmm. of people just do the interviews. Mm-hmm. Well, not a lot, actually. Um, some people just do certain interviews. And then there was some, like, constructive critique. Like, 
you know, I think these guys should do this a little more. I'm kind of getting tired of this. So Yeah, I saw that. One of them was, I think, uh, just not just reading comments Facebook stuff. Was, was, was being a little more. <laughs> no, but honestly, that's the intention is always to engage with it as much as possible yeah. and like give it, use it as like a jumping off point for, for something sure. that we can talk about. Agreed. I think sometimes we're all a little, uh, you know, we're, we're doing two of these in a row and we've got somewhere to be and we sometimes maybe aren't as engaging as we ought to be. Yeah, or, and, and maybe a little too reliant sometimes on you guys to help program the show. So, But I just know we just did one a second ago before this that presumably came out last week. Yeah. I thought it was a really good middle ground between those things. I, think so I, too, I thought right away. And I think, I think, think we were, were both – I think we had both <laughs> read that comment. We didn't talk about it until now. I know. And I think we both kind of upped our game a little bit. So let us know. Did we do that <laughs> thing? Are we still shitting the bed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to start off, as always, with Corrections Corner. And we are going to Heather Barkley. Uh, this is a military – um, I'm not going to say a military pedant because people in the military are very specific. Pedantic, dare you say? No, specific. Okay. okay. About mm. like their shit is tight and correct. Yeah. And how they talk about things. That's right. You know? Yeah. Civilians always gum it up. And Casey and I certainly did in our Full Metal Jacket episode uh, because Heather Barkley, former Marine. Um, Actually, I don't even think you say former Marine. No, no, no. You say former Marine, not ex-Marine. Maybe that's it. That, that makes sense. Or maybe I'm just fucking all this Wow. Or there's going to be a corrections corner about this <laughs> corrections corner. But Heather Barkley says, uh, once a Marine, always a Marine. Oh, maybe that's the saying. Um, USMC boot camp, recruits aren't soldiers. We kept saying soldiers. Uh, they are Marines. You call them Marines. That's right. And they, they call them that. They say, Marine. I know. Get over here. Uh, and drill instructor, not drill sergeant. So that would be a drill sergeant would be – is that – In the not, Army. In the Army. Yeah. Yeah. However, then uh, Daniele Ferrito – Daniele told me how to pronounce the name. Uh, and he says that – I don't know if he's a former Marine. He says Semper Fi. Are you allowed to say that if you're not a former Marine? <laughs> well – Can you just say that as encouragement? I think it becomes appropriation at that point, right? Some, some sort know. of you – know. My brother-in-law is a Marine. He's a general, for God's sakes, Noel. Well, you certainly don't get the bumper sticker unless you're actually a Marine. <laughs> he says that uh, on your second point, I think in the time period depicted in the Marine Corps, they said drill sergeant at the time. And Heather was very sweet about it and said, I'm totally flexible. Um, yeah, they had a nice exchange. I like seeing that. Once again, great community. Why were you talking about Marine stuff in uh, Full Metal Jacket, though? That, that was Army. I no, it was Marines. It's Marines? Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's the whole thing, man. Okay, got it. Because especially, you know, they have that big scene at the end where he's talking about Lee Harvey Oswald and uh, Charles Whitman, the yeah. the yeah, yeah. sniper killer, uh-huh. and they all learned to shoot in the Marine Corps. I guess that's I— like I, one I, of the big points. Listen, I love that movie. I just—I I haven't seen it in a while, and I forgot the distinction there, too. So, And the thing is, too, it's very easy being a civilian— to conflate the two, yeah, you know, because they both seem similar in the way they're trained, but sure. obviously there's nuances that we, that we could never possibly yeah, wrap our heads Marines around. Marines are very like protective of their brand. Oh, of course they. You are. know, they're like we're not Army, we're not Navy, we're certainly not Air Force. And what can you tell me? What it is that dif- differentiates them? They're considered more of an elite well, kind the few, of the proud. You know, yeah. there are not many Marines. Right. The Army is there's, there's like millions of Army soldiers. The Marines number in the hundreds of thousands. I will say this. I always thought it was interesting that they're called Marines, but they have nothing to do with the water, which is, you know. First in, last out. Yeah. Yeah. Marine water. Yeah. I don't know. Mar- uh, Mariner. That. Mariners. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. And we're going to do one more correction. And uh, our old friend, um, speaking of Daniele Ferlito, 
he breaks down the Blade Runner thing because we got a little confused about which version, and uh, he really this is very instructive. So have the narration, etc. Yeah, mm-hmm. big thanks here. Here are all the releases. He said, "82 uh, was a U.S. Th- uh, theatrical release, famously bombed. Noir voiceover, happy ending, no unicorn dream, footage from The Shining at the end. I would guess 10 to 20 percent of fans prefer this version. Footage from The Shining at the end. Yeah." The, what, the which, car driving scene up the mountain at the beginning of The Shining is used at the end of Blade Runner. No shit. Yeah. Or, I, or just the aerial footage. Yeah, yeah, of course. Not, the not winding the mountain bus. road or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's I had no idea. Yeah, that's they re, reused it. Uh, 92, the director's cut, released in select theaters nationwide. Huge success. No voiceover. Added Unicorn Dream. Uh, inference that Deckard is, uh, might be a replicant. No happy ending. 2007, Noel. Mm-hmm. The final cut. Yeah, I remember that one. I just did scare quotes. Essentially, the sexier version of the director's cut released in 4K, uh, phenomenal visual effects corrections, a visually stunning, superb job by director-producer Charles uh, Lazarica. Don't know that name. Who worked closely on it with Ridley Scott's input. 80, 90, 80 to 90% of fans think this is the definitive version of the film, and Ridley Scott has gone on record saying so. Got it. And so that's it, dude. Those are the one, two, three big versions of Blade Runner. I need to see the final cut. That that, that sounds like the one. Yeah, that sounds like the one. Because I want to say when I watched it, because I, I kind of stand, I, I've been saying I prefer, I've always loved Blade Runner. I've always loved it largely for it, what, its aesthetic contributions to sci-fi, sure. cyberpunk cinema or whatever. And yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way. But on rewatching it recently, I really felt it was kind of light on story and that there wasn't a whole lot of motivation for some of the characters. And I was a little confused as to why Decker cared so much and like w- why he was so willing to fall in love with the replicant and why their, their relationship happened instantly yeah. with no real chemistry. I didn't quite understand why he would go to bat, you know, and like yeah. put his job and life on the line for this person that he only met once. I'm sorry, this, you know, replicant. Sure. And I rewatched it and I think I, I was with the, the VO version and uh-huh. I just felt the same way. And I thought the, re- the not the remake, the Ryan Gosling one, the yeah, Villeneuve, yeah. It was just so much richer. The world was so much richer. It took all the things that the first one established yeah, in terms so of the look, and then it just added to it. And, yeah, it and really completed. It made the first one better, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. I'm I really excited. again. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. I, I, I'd like to as well, and I'm really excited for Villeneuve's uh, Dune. Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm not a Dune guy as far as, like, the book or no. the movie or anything, but I, I just know that it's a crazy thing and yeah. that he's probably going to do a great I'm job. I'm sure he is. I mean, that's a book that I, you know, Robert Lamb and Joe McCormick from Something oh, Blow Your sure. Mind, huge, huge fans <laughs> yeah. of all the books. They're I, dooners. I have tried to get through that book multiple times and have always sort of snoozed out on it because it's a little heavy on politics and it's very slow. Yeah. But I love the David Lynch movie because it's just so schlocky and weird I and never psychedelic it. and um, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. But it's also kind of bad. But right. it's, I, I want to see what Villeneuve does with it. I think it's going to be really cool because it's a great concept. I can't wait. 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. All right, Noel, we are going to a brand new segment called Stump the Chumps. Remember the that chumps. Remember that segment on Car Car Talk? They would always do Stump the Chumps. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, did I just rip that off? No, I mean it's I'm I sure did, it's, I didn't because I didn't no, know. No, I'm that. sure it's been done many <laughs> times, but Oh, well, I thought I was being so clever. Didn't know that the great uh, Car Talk did it. Those two guys. Yeah. Classic classic. Click and clack. Yep, Hall of Fame the, broadcasters. The brothers. So, we let's say it's in tribute to them then. Stump the Chumps. There you go. Uh, we are the chumps, Noel, uh, and uh, I'm getting specific, and I said, let's try and stump us. Uh, for Noel, let's do Game of Thrones, mm. and for me, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I just kind of thought, like, what do I know really well? Sure. We'll go ahead and start it off with the Gooch, our old pal, David Gooch. For Noel, what are the names of the gods in the Faith of the Seven? Well, there's the Mother. There's, shit, the Crone. I want to say I don't know. I I, th- I know there's those two. Okay, how there, many are there? Well, there's the seven. Oh, there's okay. And in, in light of this, in the light of the seven, 
There's like, I don't know. I don't know. All right. I know there's seven and I know one of them's the mother and I'm pretty sure there's the crone. And I might have made that one up. There's probably like the tinker, the tailor, the soldier, and the spy. I don't. <laughs> All right, Gooch uh, stumps me too because I don't know the answer to this. Chuck, what country is Indy in at the start of the film? I don't know that. Where is he? I don't know. He's in a jungle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And just for the record, it's it's the mother, the maiden, the crone. So I got two of them at least. Uh, the warrior, the smith. I did say the tinker. That's kind of like the smith. <laughs> and the stranger. Okay. Yeah. So two out of seven. Not bad. Do we know? Do you, do you, do, I didn't do you, know mine. Okay. So it would be. Do we look these things up? We should afterwards, right? Do we? I don't know. Well, we also want to know if we're right. Well, I mean, I know I'm wrong because I don't know it. Okay. Well, then we can move on. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, Evan Gundy, I feel like he's an old friend, says, Chuck in Raiders, what is written on her eyelids? Uh, he's talking about the classroom scene. And if I'm not mistaken, I love you, I heart you maybe, is written on her eyelids when she blinks to her professor, which is creepy. <laughs> Actually, you know. I think it's just love you. Love you? Okay. Love on, yep. I'm giving myself that one. You totally deserve it, Chuck. Uh, and Gundy also says this, Noel, who is featured as the main bad guy in the show, but nowhere in the books – do you know the books? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's the, the Night King. Um, well, maybe not. I mean, this, here's the thing. The Night King in the show is like this personification of evil, and he's the leader of the White Walkers who are like the undead creatures, demonic creatures from, you know, the land of winter or whatever. Okay. But in the book, they don't really have a leader per se. There is a character called the Night's King that – Kind of seems like he's going to become maybe what they ultimately have in the show, but he ne- it never happens in the book. So I think that's what he's talking about. Okay. I think it's the Night King. All right. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will play into uh, Corrections Corner. Maybe people can correct our answers. I think that, that might be fun. There you go. <laughs> good good call. All right. Uh, James Diaz has this for me. Uh, Chuck in Raiders, the sidekick who was killed in the opening of the movie, played which Spider-Man villain? Uh, James, I know that. That was Alfred Molina in a very early role. So it would be uh, Octo uh, – what's his name? Doc Ock. Doc, Doc Ock. Yeah. Dr. Octopus. Alfred Molina, by the way, friend of the network. He's always popping up on our L.A. Uh, wing shows. Yeah. I've tried to get him on Movie Crush. It hasn't worked out yet. Well, you should talk to – He's game, I think. Talk to Jamie Loftus and talk to like um, the, the folks, you know, the Daily Zeitgeist folks. He's yeah, always yeah, – always yeah. he's been on – Well, because he's got a podcast now, I think. Yeah. So he's trying to, you know – But he's also been on like – I think he was on Ethnically Ambiguous. He's been on a oh, handful man. of those uh, L.A. shows. So. I, I would love to sit down with Alfred he's a He's a legend. Man, total legend. Prick up your ears. What a great, great movie. Uh, all right. We'll go to you now, Noel. David Barlow, our old pal, says, Noel – what is the sigil of House Bolton? S i g i l. What is it? Roos. So it's Roos Bolton. Oh, Ramsey. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the flayed man. Okay, it's a skinned man. They call it the. They refer to it as the flayed man. The Bolton Ramsey Bolton is one of the big bads of the show. The human big bads. He is the most sadistic, evil, psychotic character I've ever encountered in any work of fiction. Right. He skins people alive for fun. I feel like you're getting these right, Noel. Yeah, and I know that one's for sure right. Yeah. All right, Jeff, uh, we'll go to me now. Jeff uh, F or Oath or Oeth says, 
Raiders of the Lost Ark, Chuck, what actor came close to playing Indiana Jones? And why wasn't Harrison Ford a first choice? Uh, I know this, Jeff. It was going to be Tom Selleck for a moment, mm. which uh, could have been great. Tom could've Selleck, been, I could see that. Could have been fine. But, you know, it's Harrison Ford. And I think it almost wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, because of his recent turn as Han Solo, if I'm not mistaken. It almost wasn't because of that? I think so. Because they didn't want to steal the thunder from, like, because he, he was such a big smash as that character? Maybe. I feel like that had something to do with it. So. What was Tom Selleck known for? Like, what was his big action? Well, Magnum P.I. Sure, sure, sure. But That was a TV show, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's where he made his name. I mean, he was in certainly a handful of movies over the years, but he was never the biggest movie yeah, star. Yeah, he wasn't really a leading man kind of like dude. He did High Road to China, which was this weird adventure romantic comedy. Uh, Mr. Baseball, where he played a former baseball player that, or retiring that goes to Japan to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, didn't have the biggest film career. Tom Selleck. Interesting. TV guy. Mustache guy. Friends. He's on Friends. He's on Friends? Yeah, he played Monica's uh, much older boyfriend for oh, a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Well, here's a... All right, let me go to you, Noel. Uh, Chris uh, Bobbitt says, Noel, uh, Tyrion has made Whoopi with how many ladies of the night? What? That's I mean, come on. A you, lot. I, I don't even know that show, and I know you can't count that. No, that's, a whole, that's the whole point. All right. That may have been a jest. I think it was a jest. A jape, as they would say in the, in the books. Unless he's kept count. Well, yeah, well, unless... No. I'm going to give you a do-over then. Uh, our old pal Louis Silva. Noel, how many characters were killed off in the first season? And I guess he's talking sort of main characters. Oh God, that that would require some real analysis. Yeah. A lot of a lot of big, <laughs> because by this point they're dead, so I don't even think of them as main characters anymore. So I'd, I'd really have to backtrack. I mean, I don't want to spoil this for anybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pass on that one. I could I could, I could if I really racked my brain, I could I could yeah. do them, but not on the we, we off have, the dome. We don't have time for that. No. <laughs> uh, here's one for me, Kiefer uh, Year Out. Interesting name says. Chuck, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, what fruit does the monkey eat that ultimately kills it? Uh, dates. Bad dates. Bad dates. And why did it kill it? Well, I believe those were meant for Indiana. They're poisoned. Yeah, they were poisoned. Is yeah. that? Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they were poisoned. They, they, they hadn't just they turned. They bad. Yeah. They hadn't just turned. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Ooh, you know, spoiled dates and all. That, that'll fucking kill you. Nothing, nothing worse than a bad date. Uh, let me see, Noel. Here we go. Uh, our old pal Stellan Carlson says this. Who is one weg, one dar one? That's the giant. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And they call him one one for short. All right. That's his, that's his full giant name. Maybe in the future we should tell people in their, to leave a reply leaving the correct I answer. I think that would be a good touch. Probably yeah. so. Um, let me see. Our old pal William Angus says, who currently owns the rights to the Indiana Jones franchise? Jeez, I don't know. My guess would be Disney because they, they own, own everything, everything, right? Yeah. I don't even know. Disney? Let's see. Well, I mean, it would be uh, actually. It's Disney. Y- is it? Yeah. They've owned it. Because it started out as Paramount, if I'm not mistaken. It says, well, they, they acquired Lucasfilm. Uh. So did Lucas? Yes, what it says. It says here the series production company was Lucasfilm, and they acquired it in 2012. Paramount retains the distribution rights yeah, for the Paramount. first four films, but the IP rests with, with okay. Disney. Well, you know how I remember it was Paramount because very famously in the Raiders, 
the Paramount logo of the mountain uh, dissolves and you have the mirroring shot of the real mountain is the first shot of Raiders. And infamously in the Crystal Skull movie, I believe it turns into like a fucking like muskrat hole or something like that. Ooh, or there's like a chit like, like seriously, it turns into like a. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. God. Ugh. Don't get us going on that again. All right. Good question, William. That's a good one. Uh, Karma uh, Hamadi. I think Karma's an old pal. If not, welcome, Karma. Who Noel. Is, who is River Phoenix in Indiana Jones? Well, he played young Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Oh. Teenage Indiana in that opening that. bit. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, he was, so was great. A, it was a bit, so it was a kind of a bit part. Uh, yeah, it was just, just uh, like one sequence. That one sequence. Interesting. So good. Sorry, I just, I just saw it pop up when I was Googling. I, yeah. I had no idea he was in that. I'd like to see that again. It's been a while since I've seen Last Crusade. Uh, so Karma says, Noel, what is the story behind Hodor's name? Hold the door. Hold the door. I even remember that from it was my very, brief, uh, very sad couple of seasons. It was, it was, it was one of the few, like, it, it introduced the fact that time travel is a thing in the series and that you can change the course of events because Bran travels back in time and inhabits Hodor's body and makes him do a thing. I can't remember exactly, but it, it definitely is the one time where you're like, oh, the, the the course of events can be changed through the powers of warging, which is when you you know move around into different creatures. Warging, that's what Brand does. He's a warg. Sorry, I just glazed over. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to let's go back to me, Mike Castro, our old friend Mike. Mike stirring it up on the uh, Movie Crushers page with some Game of Thrones shit. Nice. There was a big thread going about. Yeah. Did you see that? No, 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 I didn't. Yeah, about uh, whether or not. Apparently, there's this thing where people who don't watch Game of Thrones are being very aggressive about their non-fandom. Sure. So I didn't know that was a thing. Uh Um, Whereas it was sort of evenly divided. Then coming from my camp, there is a game of – as a non-watcher, I feel like I have a pineapple growing out of my forehead whenever I tell someone that. I'm (laughs) – there are people – this is how it goes down as they say, oh, what about last night's episode? I'm like, oh, I don't watch it anymore. And, like, I get gawked eyes. You even did it. I did do it. And how can you not watch that? And it's always, like, I'm made to feel weird because I don't watch it. So it's a strange it back is. and forth. Well, I think that's probably why the the aggression. Well, there's a lot of debate on the chicken and the egg in this argument because mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones people are like, no, man, people are being fucking dicks. Just, like, going out of their way to say, like, I don't watch it. It's dumb, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it is Getting intense. One of the go- a good memes. <laughs> so weird. You probably heard about this, Chuck. In the last episode, a, uh, they managed to let a fucking Starbucks coffee cup slip into a I scene. I did see that. that was and funny. so that was a meme that was going around. It was like, this is literally all I know about Game of Thrones. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is a picture of uh, Arya or Sansa or whatever in the uh-huh. Starbucks cup. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and HBO then they CGI'd it out right, and re released it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Here, here's, here's just to take a quick pause from a production perspective uh, with your experience there. How the fuck did that make it past? The all the levels of quality control and like all of the passes of edit and like it's you know just the shit slips through the same way a boom mic mm-hmm. can get it through a shot you know and make it into the final print yeah just and at least with TV and streaming the they were able to go back and fix it and yeah. upload it what if it was like in theaters you know which we do on the podcast not this one of occasionally course, we release everything occasionally well occasionally yeah. like something will happen and we'll republish it mm-hmm. but Absolutely. that first version's always out there yep uh, so Mike says this uh, Chuck in the beginning of the movie Indy was searching for an idol. 
Oh, he asked the same question. What continent? And he gives me multiple choice, Africa, Asia, South America, or Australia. I'm going to say South America. The look of the idol does feel South American it feels to me. South American. It feels like and perhaps Aztec the tribe or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely. Um, and then, Noel, he has this question for you. Who is the royal executioner that beheaded uh, Eddard Stark? Eddard. Eddard. Ned, for short. Oh, I don't remember that character's name. I remember he— Well, he, he gives a multiple choice. You oh, think you perfect. Yes, I think I could, yep. All right. A, uh, Ser Beric Dondarian. Dondarian, no, it's not him. Uh, B, Ser Marin Trant. I think it's him. Ser Janos Slint or Ser Ilan Payne. Oh, I think it's Ilan Payne. Because he was the um, the he came from a long line of executioners. I want to I want to Google this real quick. All right. How do you spell that? Up. Oh. Ilian Payne. I l y n p a y n e is what he has. Yeah, we need the answers for these. I kind of feel like a dummy now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Ilian Payne. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah, we we're doing the we're doing the homework. We're good. Good job. Very much so. Let me see here. Cam Hoffman has one for me. Cam says this, Marion never wins the drinking contest in Nepal, true or false. Well, that's false. She wins. Of course she wins. Who, Pistore. What's the actress that plays that character? Karen Allen. That's right. Yeah, she wins because uh, the the big burly, uh, I feel like he's like Nepalese maybe, mm-hmm. he he smiles after the shot and then passes out. Passes right out. She yeah. collects all the dough. And that's right when Indy shows up in her life again. And he's very impressed. All right. We're going to – yeah, he is. And she's instantly sober too for someone who did like 40 shots right. in that fight scene. I hate that when that happens in movies. It's annoying. One of the ones that always bugged me was in uh, a movie I didn't like very much, uh, Independence Day. Right. When Jeff Goldblum is hammered on scotch mm-hmm. uh, because it's like I guess he's lost all hope. Then he like figures out the thing or whatever it is and then immediately is like – programming and fixing the thing. I'm like, wait a minute, dude. You just drank a bottle of fucking scotch. Uh You're not sober. No. That's funny. All right. We're going to finish it all with you. Brandon. uh, Oh, this is an old friend. Brandon uh, Surigao. Surigai. Surigale. Game of Thrones in the show. How is Jon Snow related to Meister Aemon? Well, Aemon, Tar- he's a Tar- he's a secret Targaryen. I want to say no. Well, yeah, Jon Snow's I feel a secret. Like right. Jon Snow's a secret Targaryen. We okay. don't find that out until later. Aemon Targaryen should have been the king. Armin Tanzarian. Sorry, it's very funny. <laughs> he should have been the king, but he does he like what, what what do you call it when you when you kind of like take your name out of the hat? You withdraw. Yeah, withdraw. Or what? What, what, what did um. Concede? Oh, no, not concede. Recuse. He recused himself yes. from the proceedings because he and, he and he became a maester of the Citadel. Uh, are you glazing over again there, Chuck? No, I'm impressed with your knowledge, though. Yeah, well, you, you got it going on. I, well, I just don't. But I don't remember the actual blood relation. I, he's he's his like because Jon Snow is Daenerys' nephew. Okay. So that and so, and then Aemon would have been the brother of. Daenerys' father. So, what does that make him to Jon Snow? If Jon Snow is Daenerys' nephew and the character in question is Daenerys' uncle, what does that make him to Daenerys' nephew? Is that like. Would it be your uncle's uncle? Great uncle? Is it your uncle's uncle? Is that what you're saying? No. 
No, no, no. Aunt's uncle. So Jon Snow's aunt's Well, the only uncle. way I can think of this is through my own life. So my aunt, Jan, mm-hmm. my mom's sister, her uncle, Jesus. Isn't it is great there uncle? Relation? I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there's, I don't know, there might not be a word for it. There may not be a word for it. Yeah. I bet there's a word for it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but hey, I, I at least uh, laid yeah. out the lineage there. Hey, man. So. I'm impressed. I think all that's pretty much accurate. All right. Stump the chumps, everyone. We may keep that one going. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Game of Thrones and Raiders are both pretty good for us. So maybe we should just leave that up there for a little while. I'm down. I mean, I certainly have more source material to work with than you. So I kind of feel like I got more questions. I don't know. No, that's all right. Okay. We don't have to be equitable. That's fair. All right. not, I'm down. The name of the show, Noel, isn't even Steven with Nolan Chuck. Oh, you're right. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> it's called Mini Crush. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. All right. Should we? How much time do we have? What, how long? Have we We've been, going been at it about as long as we were for the last episode. Maybe a little less. The last one was uh, was, was was beefy. Was All right. You know what? We're minutes. gonna finish with then, Noel. 
Uh, we're going to excise that other one that I was going to do, and we're going to just finish up with a few home movie viewing tips. Uh, this is a thread going on the Facebook page where uh, I asked for some instructive tips to give to everyone else because some people may not know as much as others about a quality home viewing experience. So I think this is kind of good stuff. We are going to start with Teresa DeMauro, our old pal. Uh, and she got a lot of uplikes for this. Closed captioning on because I'm eating potato chips. That's a thing. Sometimes if you have other noises going on, oh yeah, you might need a little help. I had it last night. Uh, my landlord was installing uh, knobs and handles on all my cabinets in the kitchen, which is really <laughs> close to where I watch TV. And so and I you just turned... sat around watching TV while they were doing that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let me what, let me I mean, let me ask you about. The I don't de- know what you should be. Let doing, me ask but... you about the decorum on this, then, Chuck. <laughs> okay. okay. Here's the question. Uh, he, my landlord, recently came to me and said, because of property taxes going up in my neighborhood, which is kind of a ground zero gentrification neighborhood, Grant okay. Park, um, that he's upping our rent by like 20 percent, which is not insignificant, um, about $200 a month. And I'd been after him to do some repairs and some like painting and stuff. Because, again, I don't own the house. I'm paying rent. Why? It's not on me to spend money to improve the house. No, of course not. He's the landlord. He had been giving me the runaround on it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so when he came to me and said, I'm raising the rent, I said, I will only even consider staying here and paying that if you do a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And so then, yeah, he was at my house painting my house. And yeah. I'm sitting there with my kid watching TV. That usually TV. works. I th- it it totally worked. But it's what better am I, to get you to stay. Am I supposed to, like— Help him out? Like, I mean, I'm, yeah. he's in there. I don't know. It See, always depends on the nature of the relationship, I think. Well, it, here's the thing, too. He did it all himself because he didn't want to pay anybody to do it. Right. So at that point, like, I did feel kind of bad, but I also made sure, you know, like, do you need anything? You want, you know, is yeah. there anything I can do? But I'm also not going to do the work for Well, me. of course not. Anyway. I was just ribbing you. Okay. Now, did he, uh, I guess let's just go on a little real estate tangent. Sure. What's in your lease? About what? About raising rent. Well, the the lease is about to be up, so so we're going to renew. Yeah, but usually in the re, in the lease, though, it will say something about upping rent at the end of the lease, and like it can't be. It's like capped generally. Maybe. I mean, so I know, I know, know, I know. In Georgia, in particular, it's it's usually only governed by market value, and the market in my neighborhood is definitely higher than what I'm paying. So interesting. Even what he's upping it to is significantly lower than like the houses around me. What oh, they yeah. rent for. But again. There were some things that he needed to do. But he did. He did it all. He did everything I asked him to do. And do you so, have roommates right now? I have a roommate, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who is that person? I give him, uh, his name's Frank. He's actually been on uh, some of the other shows. He's a, he's a friend of the shows. Oh, yeah? He's been on Ridiculous History before. And he's a uh, good guy. Yeah, very good guy. He listens to, he's probably listening right now. I think uh, the uh, movie crush community is stunned to, for the entrance of a new character named Frank. It's true, Frank. <laughs> it's like, who's it? Noel has a Frank? I have a Frank. Jeez. I'm taking it back, Noel. I'm a little jealous, dare I say. Well, you guys should meet. We should hang out. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see here. Here's another good one. Oh, that was all coming back to subtitles. But yeah, we, there, he was drilling and shit. And like, I turned the subtitles on because it helps you in case there's a burst of noise. You can keep up with what's going on. I hear you. I took your advice too, by the way, Chuck, about ambient lighting. I got some of those uh, hue colored bulb things that I have in some lamps and it's got a nice dimmer on it so whenever I watch TV or watch a big movie I turn all the lights off in the kitchen and the other rooms and then I fade those colored lights up how's that working? it's great Nice. It adds to the oh, vibe it, like you said it, it really sets off the, the picture where you can really very nice um, what's the word I'm looking for separation kind of you know yeah. it's very cool 
I like that. All right, Dylan Nichols got – I've never heard of doing this. He got a lot of uplikes, though. He says this. Our old pal Dylan says, My wife and I used to have date nights where we would pick one of our favorite movies and watch it, rewatch it, that is, in black and white by turning the saturation all the way down. I've never heard of people doing that. That is about the nerdiest thing I've ever heard in my I life. I love that. I love it, too. I love it, he too. He got up like a lot. I don't know if people just appreciated that or it's a thing that people do. I've never heard of that. That's great. Try that. It's great. I do know there's like there is a black and white uh, official release of Mad Max Thunder Road and also of Wolverine, the Logan movie. There's also a black and white version of that. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. God, I love that movie. That was really good. Uh, Debbie, uh, our old pal Debbie Frangadaka says Lowry salt on popcorn. That's like a. It's a season salt. Season salt, yeah, like Tony's or something. That does sound good. All right, I'll have to give that a whirl. Have I mentioned you nutritional yeast on the show before? I think so. And did you make a face because it's I the name? So. It doesn't sound appetizing. <laughs> yeah, it really is good on popcorn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nutritional yeast. That's Noel's big recommendation. Of the sounds day, like everyone. a science thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll go with Brandy McDonald. Uh, she says we do movie theater nights with our kids where we they pay tickets in quotes to get in and are given tickets to purchase treats to enjoy during the movie. Uh, much cheaper than taking them to the movie theater. So they kind of play like they're going to the movies uh, by and doing the same thing at home. That's very cute from Brandy McDonald. That's a fun thing to do with kids, I think. Uh, it's also fun to take them to the movies sometimes. Uh, Robert Paulson, our old pal, says, always make popcorn in a pot. Never do microwave popcorn. It's easy to do and it's better for the environment. All right, Paulson, you California hippie. <laughs> you L.A. godless L.A. hippie freak. Hey, man, that's disrespectful <laughs> to hippie freaks. Uh, Louis Silva, our old friend, says separate bowls for M&Ms and popcorn. Otherwise, they just sink to the bottom. So I think he's saying mix them. In mouth. To, to truly mix them, yeah. Yes. Got to do the mouth mix. The mouth mix. He's right. The M&Ms do fall on the bottom. Sometimes that can be a little... Problematic. Especially if they're like peanut, like heavier M&Ms, you know, they'll just separate out. And then you'll just... I mean, to me, there are no other M&Ms. I agree. Yeah. I, What's I I, I, you hand me a regular M&M, I'm like, what the fuck is this? What's the point even? It yeah. needs a crunch. All right. We're going to finish with this. Uh, our old pal Kayla MH says, freshly grated Parmesan cheese on your popcorn. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. You got to toss it, though. You got to put it in a separate bowl and then mix it so it kind of coats it. Because it, if the ah. popcorn's hot enough... It'll m cause the cheese to melt just enough to where it'll cling to the to the Yeah, and the way Parmesan melts is a little different, too. Yeah. It's sort of a, a half-melt. It's a clingier melt. Yeah, yeah. a clingy melt. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done that before pretty recently, actually. All right, Leah Mitchell gave it a big uh, uh, thumbs up and said, my fave as well, and some fresh cracked pepper. I was about to say maybe a little cayenne. All right, well, these are the popcorn recommendations that are rocking my world. Never knew of such a thing. I'm going to give it a whirl. I don't make popcorn a lot at home. I should do it more. I don't either. But I when I told you about my cabin getaway. Yeah, I did. You said with the guest book and all that. Sure. We did, we we watched Labyrinth. My uh, my girlfriend had never seen it before, and we we made a bunch of popcorn and nice. watched Labyrinth, and it was a delight. All right, Nolan. You know how we're going to close out the show today? Do tell. You just reminded me. I found a picture of the guest book signing that I referenced in the last episode. The, or not the last episode, but that was inspired by the Will horn, horn dog Will Ferrell yes. hot tub creepy couple. Yeah, and it's not it. as funny as I remember, but it was okay. 
November 2015, uh, wife's birthday weekend. This weekend, my wife and I, and again, people, if you didn't listen, this is what I wrote in a guest book after a weekend away with a bunch of friends in a cabin for Emily's birthday. Mm -hmm. And I recommended people always do something fun and funny in a guest book if you get the chance. My wife's birthday weekend. This weekend, my wife and I and a small group of alcoholics rented uh, name-redacted lodge. We had a lot of fun, laughed, loved, swapped partners, and learned a thing or two about each other along the way. We each found all of the various beds to be very comfortable and very sturdy, in all caps. Uh, the hot tub was used as an, um, used on an as-needed basis. And we found the grill was perfect, perfect for cooking a variety of exotic game meats. Nice. That was the Will Ferrell yes, shout. Uh, we'll definitely be back uh, now that we've put our stamp on the place, and that's in quotes. Uh, hooray for Name Redacted Lodge. Uh, love the McCormicks. You're not the McCormicks. Well, <laughs> that's, that's part of the joke, Noel. I get it. I get it. I love it. I'm not going to put Chuck Bryant from Stuff You Should Know in Movie Crush. Or maybe I should. Like one person every 10 years would say, like, oh, my God. Did I tell you that Joe and his wife rented the same cabin that I rented? Oh, really? Joe McCormick? And I, I only could tell because they have, like, a, a Instamax camera there that all the guests take pictures of themselves with. And, and he's on, on the, the fridge. Wall? He's on the wall. Oh, I thought he carved uh, no. red was here. No, I just I, I saw him on the fridge. It was on the freezer. <laughs> and I was like, that's Joe. That's That might have been. Was that a little creepy or was it, like, funny? It was because I could just see being weird. like, <laughs> no, I texted him immediately, and I was like, "What are the chances?" And I guess there's not that many cabins, but there kind of are a lot of cabins. Yeah, this was also a particularly nerdy cabin. Like it was all covered with like all the art was like Harry Potter and Star Wars based. We didn't know. Oh, that. Well, you didn't tell me it was a Harry Potter. It was cabin. a Harry Potter themed cabin. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, the hot tub was shaped <laughs> like a fucking cauldron. Um, <laughs> It was fun though, and uh, yeah, and oh, and then Joe said, "Yeah, we're totally going back to that cabin next weekend. It's like our cabin." Wow! Yeah, so you guys, they were, were all, they were uh, taken by the by the Potter cabin, but no, we had a great time. But Good. I actually haven't followed up with him. I want to see how his uh, second stay went. Wow! You guys are just, uh, I guess, similar tastes. Only issue I had was that the hot tub was like right by a road, so that you know you had to kind of like let it all hang out. Literally. Do you get creepy about going dong out in a hot tub that Joe's been dong out in? Well, that's the hot tubs. <laughs> you know, the chemicals are meant to protect you from other people's dongs. Okay. Yeah. It's got mm-hmm. dong killing property. It does. It really does. <laughs> All right. What a great way to end. That was a lot of fun. Good mm-hmm. seeing you. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll uh, see everyone through the internet next week. Love it. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. 
It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 